0: hello hello hey hey i am checking to make sure that we are live and it's looking good if you are joining live say hi say hey in the comments whether you are joining live or on replay today we're going to talk about the nine lies satan tells to steal your health and destiny the reason this is so important is because I believe that our health, our sense of well-being, our embodiment of our greatest version of ourselves is the gateway. It is the key. Not to sound cliche, but you think about the the closed and open doors, right? And we can be walking through all the doors and have really high levels of success, and yet if we are not at our best, if we are not feeling optimized in mind, body, and spirit, then even though you've already experienced amazing success as you define it in your personal relationship with God, in your family, in your business, in your finances, in your relationships, even though those are, in your definition, success. If you are not at your best, if you are not at your healthiest in mind, body, and spirit, if you don't feel like you are rocking and rolling on a daily basis, then sister, I'm telling you, you've got even more in you. God knows that. His the, His word, our biblical truths tell us that health and well-being is the foundation, first and foremost, always, our personal relationship with God, and then your own sense of well-being, because you cannot give what you do not have, and yet So often this topic is avoided, or it's minimized, or it's not discussed in churches for so many reasons we're not going to go into today, because all of it is part of what the enemy, Satan, uses to slow your race, to hinder your walk. You might have caught one of the lives I did the other day where I gave this analogy. It was so powerful, so I'm going to repeat it here. When we are not physically, mentally, spiritually at our best, we're not talking about like you're crawling out of a pit. I know you're not like that. You're already like on top of it. You're a way maker. You make things happen. You get things done. But perhaps you also have done so in being so focused on the target, being so focused on the mission that your own self-care has taken a back seat, or um, you have realized that maybe it's not really been a priority to you in the past. Maybe you believed some of the lies that we're going to talk about because they're so deceitful and so uh, fly under the radar that it is absolutely possible. I've believed these lies in the past, so have my clients, and that's why I'm here to expose them for you because When we're living in this state of less than optimal, right, we're not talking about like you're barely getting out of bed because you can't move, don't feel good, whatever, and you have like let yourself go that far. I love you if you have and there's, there's a time and a season for you to rise above, but that's not who I'm talking about today. I'm talking to... Those of you that already are do, seemingly doing well, and yet you know you're called to even more, and there's no convincing about it because you also know that your self-care hasn't been where you want it to be. You want to get back on track, or you want to dial it in because you already know that it is the key. It is the gateway to accessing the even more that God has for you, but maybe you're just not sure how to integrate it into your busy lifestyle. Maybe you feel like you need some help reframing the thoughts and the fr- it, uh, around your success because you feel as if that needs to be the priority even though you know logically that you get to work on that to because you know that your health and your well-being is really what's going to level up it is the tide that rises all ships because the the what happens when we aren't putting that first what happens when we've maybe unknowingly normalized the way that we are operating, we don't even realize the impact that it's playing. And the analogy that I gave the other day is the analogy of uh, allergies, right? One of my bonus kids, a couple of them, but one in particular has really bad allergies. So he wakes up every day and just about every day he's grabbing a Claritin because he knows, like for him, he gets to get up and go to school, right? For us, it's we get to get up and take care of the house and the family and run the business and do all the things. And so he knows he gets like, that's his role right now is to get up and go to school. And he knows he could do one of two things. He could not take the Claritin, go to school and just get through the day with like the irritation of the runny eyes and runny nose and not feel his best, which means he's not going to be at his best. Which means He's going to do at his best. He could do that. Or he could take the Claritin. And realize the differences, the runny nose, the distraction of the itchy eyes are going to be gone so that he can be more focused on what he gets to do that day and actually enjoy the day rather than you know being distracted and, and slightly miserable the rest of the day, right? So many of us run in a state of like that constant irritation, but we've just normalized it we don't even realize that once we get rid of those distractions or that those irritations or the um the underlying talk that we have in our heads about how we're feeling or how our clothes are fitting or how am i looking on camera like if you're having those conversations even though you're still running the race you know that it's also just slowing your stride just enough and god did not call you to be slowed down even just enough because what he has called you to is no not every day is going to be sunshine and rainbows but we get to do our part to be at our best so that we can do our best another example i gave is i've not been running lately but when i was running on a regular basis you know, I'd get up and I'd run. And at the time I was training for a marathon and I have like uh, situational allergies, I'll call it. And so there's one particular plant that uh, those yellow flowers, if you're with me in California, I think they're called like mustard seed plants or whatever. If I have, get to, because <laughs> it's still a privilege to run, but if I get to run through a stretch of that where those plants are along the side or back when I used to do trail runs or whatever, my breathing becomes difficult. My ability, my pace slows down. So I still am running. I'm still going to get to my end destination, but my pace is slowed down. My focus is distracted because I'm trying to breathe, right? And to the same extent in which I am when I'm I'm full steam, right? Versus minus that distraction, minus that irritation, when that is absent, I'm running at a different pace. I'm running with a different focus. I'm running with a different energy. The same is true for so many of us in life and business. But the distraction, the runny nose, the itchy eyes is actually that feeling of, waking up in the morning and not being able to just grab something to wear, but going through three to five outfit changes. And even though you get there and it's a process and you're like, I'm, I'm showing up, you've picked clothes that maybe are hiding certain spots, or I have a client that came to me and she didn't have a lot of weight to lose, but it was knowing that she's not quite at her best, knowing that when she walks into that boardroom, she's also distracted by how her waist feels, how her belly feels, um, you know, just that slight little hang over the over her pant line that didn't used to be there. So it's an irritation because she's no, she's she knew that at the time that she wasn't where she wanted to be. Right? She knew that as great as she was, as successful as she already was, she knew that if she got back to that place where she felt strong and powerful in her body, that it would show up even more. And sure enough, time is the is the proof in the pudding. And when we got it dialed in for her. She absolutely not only got back to this body that made her feel amazing, but her career, her energy, her family also elevated to even higher levels. Fair enough. Now, all of that to set the stage for you to understand that you may not know what you don't know, and some of it that you don't know or don't realize or maybe have minimized, it's because of our own conditioning, societal conditioning, and then society or Satan uses those to amplify and tell you these nine lives. And I'm sure this is not an exhaustive list, but these are the nine that I'm gonna power through really quickly, and then at the end of this, I also wanna invite you to an upcoming five-day Becoming Kingdom Fit Challenge, where we'll dive into this deeper, and I'm going to give you the step-by-step blueprint that I take clients through so that you can elevate your health to maximize your potential. The side effect of that is you get to have that body that you really desire and you've been putting off because it feels too hard or too complicated or not possible given the busyness, or maybe because you're over 40, right? That's one of the things we'll talk about. It's 100% possible when you have the right blueprint. So I'm going to give you all the beans, spill the beans in this upcoming five day challenge. Now, if you want access to that type kingdom fit below and I'll make sure you get on the pre registration list. Now let's jump in, nine lies Satan tells to steal your health and destiny. So the first is that self-care is selfish. Now I do think that we have come a long way, but I think that we're coming from a generation after generation where we, especially as women, are taught that self-care is somehow selfish, that it is like a badge of honor to give to everybody else, to put everybody else first, to do all the things. And yes, there is truth in doing all of those things, but not at the expense of your own willing, own well-being. Sometimes i talk faster than my words, I think faster than my words will come out. God's word says to love others as you love yourself. Now reminder, I'm always, presenting or talking on the premise, I think was the word that I was looking for, that God, our personal relationship with God is first and foremost, right? Our level of priorities also when it comes to health and well-being is so backwards. It's one of the things that we're going to talk about in the challenge, uh, but it's its absolutely upside down. So I get that maybe you've this is the first time you've heard it, but even our health and well-being, the foundation of it is our personal relationship with God. And also, his word says, love others as you love yourself. So if you are loving yourself, would you then agree that taking care of yourself is part of that process? Self-care is not selfish. Self-care is a way in which you are called to love yourself. You also look at the phrase that I use often, and I'm sure you've heard it as well, but yet we have a hard time applying that, and it is that you can only give your best when when you are at your best. So often we say that, we we repeat it, we know it, and yet we've uh, underestimated the best version of ourselves because we've settled for good enough because our good enough, oh, this will preach, I wasn't planning on saying this, but our good enough is so much better, so much higher, so much stronger, uh, so, much, uh, so much more elevated, if you will, than what is normalized by society. We are top performers. We are the top 10%, top 1% of our culture in terms of how we show up in the world, in terms of what we create in the world, in terms of the impact that we give the world. So we believe, we fall into this, we're good enough. But again, it goes back to, yes, you are awesome and amazing. And also, what would it be like if you actually loved yourself just as much as God loves you? What if you actually poured into yourself and the center of who you are, the, your a- actual essence, your being, nothing woohoo, the practical steps for taking care of yourself well, what if you actually did that? How much more do you have in you, right? So self-care is not selfish, it is actually biblical. It is a foundational principle of being able to discover your unique and greater purpose, cultivate it and give it out in service to others in a way that honors God. Self-care is required for you to be able to do that sister to your greatest potential. So that's what we're gonna talk about in more detail in the challenge is that it's not good or good enough. It's how do we consistently do our part to maximize our potential and be all that God has called us to be to do all that he's called us to do so that we yes have all that he calls us to have there is that is not that's other biblical principles we are called to kingdom inheritance but i'm not that's that's not even what we're talking about today so that's number 1 number 2 society has normalized carrying extra weight and understand this that i love you wherever you're at if you do not know my story i'll give you a 30 second overview former atheist overweight corporate girl turned first jesus loving then it brought me to a season of complete transformation that forever changed my life i ended up with a body i never expected and yet it started it's it was so far beyond the scale when i leveled up my health it forever changed my trajectory of life for myself and my son and our finances and our relationships and all the things and as a result of that 13 years ago i followed god's lead step into entrepreneurship to help other women and men at the time create the same level of transformation in their own lives. I'm only God's vessel by God's work in and through me. I've had the honor of doing a brick and mortar fitness business for 10 years. And now coach exclusively online because it's grounded and rooted in biblical principles. Fair enough. And having said that and having tell to tell you, there's so many aspects of my story. We weren't going to go into all of it to, today, but I also struggled with emotional eating turned eating disorder for decades and yet i'm going to tell you and going to be real with you true spoken from a lens of love and compassion because it's the only way we can start to do better is when we know better and that is that it is not normal for you to carry extra weight it is not normal for you to walk around feeling uncomfortable in your body if we think about it from a spiritual perspective God's word says that our body is his temple. It says that our body is not our own, but it came, he paid a price so that we could live and be and do and have this personal relationship with him. And this body is the vehicle in which we are able to use and to access to be in relationship with him, to discover a unique purpose, to cultivate it, to live it out. And yet the enemy, and society, and our own stinking thinking, right? There's three enemies. God gave me this analogy. The the three versions of our enemy is self, our own stinking thinking, aspects of society, and then Satan uses the other two to amplify and does his own things on his own, right? So when we normalize carrying extra weight, when we normalize or minimize feeling uncomfortable in our body, sister, think about it like the very vessel God gave us as a precious gift. And there's this war going on internally with us between our our body and how we feel in our own body, our, how we're treating our own bodies, how we're saying that it's not important, whether we, how, to what extent we take care of our physical body. And yet that's the very gift. That's one of the very gifts that God gave us. Think about that, right? It is, and also, to the, you know, Priscilla Schreier says, um, if, uses that expression, if I were the enemy, right? When she talks about how the ways that the enemy might deceive us. And I love that expression. So I'm going to borrow that for a second when I say that if I were the enemy, I would convince you that self care is selfish. If I were the enemy, I would convince you that carrying extra weight, being overweight, not being, because you're not being, but you're carrying the, the extra weight, right? The 30, 50, whatever pounds extra weight, right? Even if it's, you know, 10 to 20 pounds on somebody that's 5'1", that feels really heavy. That's a big difference. That becomes a distraction. It becomes one of the things that slows you down, right? Not only that, but if I were the enemy, I'd normalize it because I know that to the extent in which you carry extra weight, is to the extent that you are further compromised and risking your uh, elevating your risk for the common cold, a breakdown in your immune system, the virus that we've been dealing with for the last three years, certain types of cancers, heart disease, high cholesterol. I won't have time to go into the statistics today, but it is mind blowing when you look at the number of ailments that people deal with today that could tied back to and be resolved with taking better care of ourselves but there's too much money in the pharmaceuticals to to preach that message for most people right this which leads into the the third which is the healthy at any weight it's it's not true you are not healthy like love yourself please hear me. Love yourself where you are at. You are not going to get where you want to be by through judgment, condemnation, beating yourself up. You guys all know that. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. You get to love yourself exactly where you are. Feel confident in who you are exactly with where you are. And also, if it's not the best version of you, then do not settle for it. Love yourself. Don't settle for it, right? Now, the number four, What I often hear that is a lie of the enemy that is going to steal your health and your destiny is that you can't get the body you desire because, insert any number of reasons. And let me tell you, let me give you some examples. What I've heard over the years is, I feel like I'm never gonna get the body I want because my whole family's been overweight. Like it's just in our family. No, it's not hereditary that's in your family. It's the habits and the lifestyle and the standards that have impacted your family to create a legacy of carrying extra weight created a legacy of not taking care of yourself created a legacy of putting foods in your body that are only amplifying disease instead of fortifying health right my family isn't on board with the health eating so therefore i can't my spouse doesn't support me my kids are picky eaters sister you're your own person it may be hard it may be more of a challenge there's for sure things that make it more challenging There are for sure things where maybe it's a medication, or maybe you do have a thyroid imbalance, or for me, I was diagnosed as PCOS like in my mid-20s, right? If you don't know PCOS, I think it's still the statistic that over 80% of PCOS people are overweight because it dysregulates our blood sugar. Like, There's all kinds of things that are happening with that, and I'm living proof that i chose not to be a statistic there's nothing i'm not a special well we're all special snowflakes because that's how god made us but my point is is that the same skill and ability that he gave me he's given you when it comes to the power of our choices so you may need to choose differently than that person next to you that doesn't have those same set of challenges however it doesn't mean that it's impossible it doesn't mean that you can't have it if that is what you want it's like i posted earlier this week we were at um at the pool in Vegas and I'll bring it forward because I think it's, it's so appropriate. Um, we were at a pool in Vegas and this beautiful young 20 something year old gave me the best compliment ever. And she, just the way she said it, uh, was something along the lines of like you, Oh, I can't remember in the moment, but it was like the way she complimented my physique was so beautiful. And then she turns to her dad. Now to her defense, we had been talking for a while. We'd been talking about kids ages and all this kind of stuff. So he, she turns to her dad and says, Dad, she's old and look at her body. <laughs> like, and her dad looked at me and he was not totally out of shape. He was, you know, looked like he did something or maybe it was just natural, but he was, you know, he's all right. And uh, he looks at me and he goes, Yeah, but she's probably 20 years older. He's probably just trying to make up for his daughter's whatever, like she's comment she's old, comment. And he said, I'm like this. And the other night, I said, No, I'll be 50 in, in a couple months. He said, Well, then he says, Well, I'm 59. And I'm like, Okay. I said, you can still do it. Age is just a number. And then his sister, or his wife is chiming in for the background. See, I told you, like age is just a number. And I said, now you don't have to do more. You don't have to have a different body if you don't want it. But if you want it, then don't let anything talk you out of it. Do not let anything talk you out of it. If you want to have a body that you feel strong, powerful, amazing in, Don't tell yourself that it's not possible. Don't let a statistic tell you that it's possible. Don't let a medication tell you that it's possible. Don't let your, impossible, don't let your spouse or your kids picking eating or whatever story it is, because the reality is, it is all a story. So if you allow yourself to, for that to be the reason why you cannot do X, Y, Z, this applies to anything, then that will become the reason why you cannot do X, Y, Z. Instead, if you decide that, yeah, it might be a challenge, but this is important to me, enough to me to find a way, then you align yourself with people that already have found the way, have proven the path. If you want to save yourself time, if you want to do it on your own, you can do that too. Eventually, you might figure it out, right? But my point is, do not let anything stand in your way, just as like, why do we, you know. Small tangent, I'm a trusted trust that it's supposed, it's supposed to be that way is, you know, as entrepreneurs, as business, like whether you are a, an entrepreneur or an entrepreneur that is like helping somebody else rock and roll their business, like you're, you're not on my path if you're not highly driven and, and focused and motivated and learning, growing and evolving. So I know a little something about you, and that is. That when we decide we're going to do something in those arenas, it gets done, right? Give me an amen in the comments. If you decide you're going to do something, you get it done, right? So, why is it any different with your health and well being? Why is it that you've convinced yourself it's not possible there? And why do I think you've convinced yourself that it's not possible? Because to the extent into which we believe, something is possible is to the extent in which we take action. The extent into which we believe something is possible is to the extent in which we will take action and continue to take action. And when we fail and when something doesn't work, we find another way. We try another excuse, another experiment was the word I was looking for until we find the way that does work for us, right? That's what you get to do for your health too. Because it is the foundation of all other things, and because you are worthy, and because that's what God wants for you too, His Bible is clear, right? All right, let me move on. Five. Too many women say, "I will focus on my fitness when things slow down at work." This is another like story we tell ourselves, and I, I, one hundred percent get it. However, in order for you to be the woman that sustains health and well being over the long haul. Then you decide to become the woman that, de- that determines that self-care and your own um, habits that will help support your lifestyle in that way. And spoiler alert, it gets to look different for different people. It doesn't mean that you follow Jane's routine or Susie's routine or Emily's diet or whatever. When you decide that you are the type of woman that you're going to build a healthy protocol, a system, a way of being that is practical, that fits your lifestyle, that is who you are regardless of the busyness, regardless of what's going on, right? That's number one. And number two on this is that life is always busy. You know that? Because we are waymakers, because we are doers, because we are the person that everyone else comes to to find the way and get things done and create solutions and be that person. Like our life is always at a much faster pace than most people. And that is not going to change. So, whether you are needing to start again or you need to start for the first time and prioritizing your own sense of health and well being, now is the time. The busyness is the exact time because when you are healthy and when your wellness is elevated, you are that much stronger, that much ready, able, and capable to manage all other things. Amen? All right. Um, number six. This is really common. I struggle with it for a really long time. But the Satan Satan enemy society loves to amplify and normalize using food and as, or how am I trying to say this? Reacting to our emotions by choosing to go to food. Reacting to a feeling of frustration. Reacting to a feeling of stress. Reacting to a feeling of anxiety by grabbing the chips by grabbing that ice cream, by grabbing that chocolate, whatever it might be. It's not that you cannot have those things. That's one of the things that um, is much different about how I teach. In order to make it, or what I teach, I should say, in order to make health and well-being sustainable, you can't have this huge list of what you can't have. You get to have all those things. It's the motive behind it. And We're going to talk more about this in the five-day challenge. Is how do you determine... The motive behind it because let me tell you a powerful truth that god told me well into my journey and i just get to speed all of my lessons up for you guys right 20 years in my process and i get to break it down for you that one of the most powerful things that he taught me when i was ready to hear it after a lot of our a lot of growth and and uh discovery and a lot of better than i used to be right i had a moment where god made it so clear to me i had believed the lie that this just might be the cross I'm going to bear. That you know, just like Peter has a had a cross, a a thorn in his side, right? That he just carried, and God said, "No, my grace is sufficient." And I thought, well, maybe my temptation to go to food for comfort is just my cross to bear, so that I stay humble, so that I stay um, in that place of empathy for the women I'm called to work with, until God, in a moment of being tempted again, so clearly spoke, not an audible woohoo, but like that intuition, whatever you want to call it, the small, still voice, and helped me realize that that distraction, turning to food, is an idol. And it is an idol that stood in between me and my fullest potential of the unique and greater purpose he called me to. Because every time I chose to go to food, In those moments of stress, in those moments of anxiety, in those moments of looking for comfort or soothe or a sense of like, this sounds really weird, but if you've ever had this issue, you know that like when we're high performers, you may not be at the place yet where you've realized this, but it's almost like it gives us a sense of control in a weird warped way. I know it doesn't make any sense whatsoever when you're on the other side of it, but in that moment, all of the reasons that that used to be a source are the very reasons that i had opportunities to take that to god when god gave me that moment that when i turned to food it's actually missed opportunities with him it's missed opportunities to go direct to the source the only source that could actually resolve the anxiety the stress whatever it might be turning to food was a missed opportunity when he told me that something shifted so powerfully I can't tell you, I never had the temptation again, but I can tell you that that understanding, it gave me the strength to not give into the temptation. And eventually over time, the temptation went away too. But that, it, and let me tell you in that moment, I had already experienced amazing success as far as what the world would define at that point. Already had built a multiple six figure business, already impacted thousands of lives. My issues, my episodes, my temptation to turn to food over turning to God was way further and fewer in between, but it was that thing that would come up still, every, like whether even if it was every six months until God made it so clear to me that it was a idol and a distraction that was keeping me flying under the radar just enough to keep me from realizing all that he has for me, and really, it's so much more. We're going to talk about more in the five-day challenge because that is such a powerful point. It's an entire message on its own. It's one that I really need to get to you. So I, I don't need you to do anything, but if this is resonating for you, then you already know, and you're going to be joining us in the five-day challenge. And I'm so excited to have you there. All right, let me get rocking and rolling. So the seven is your sense of well-being is not correlated to your the level of your realized potential and I kind of started talking about this in one of the other bullets but it's that reminder that our well-being is the platform, the foundation in which we are operating from. So if we are not at our best, if we are not operating from this fullness of well-being, not what we've settled for, but truly a fullness of well-being in mind, body and spirit. What do I mean by mind, body and spirit? Mind, I mean that you're the ability to be that student, I call it a student of your mind and body. You're able to to look at your thoughts, to recognize the thoughts, which is hard to do on your own. That's another topic that we'll talk about in the five-day challenge because you've held some thoughts for so long. They became beliefs that are so true to you. They're as true as the sky is blue, and yet those beliefs are not serving you. So, our mental health, our mental well being, there are practical things that you get to do. God's not going to do it for us. We have to be active participants. It's one of the few things that you do have to do if you want to live out your unique and greatest purpose to the greatest possibility and enjoy the process and the journey along the way, right? Your mental strength is a huge part of that. Our physical bodies are pretty obvious. We've been talking about that mostly today. And our spiritual is the depth and the intimacy connection with our personal relationship with God. When those are elevated, that's your overall sense of well-being. When those are all firing, that is the platform in which you are best positioned to clear to hear your uh, to hear from Him at your clearest. To have the boldness and the strength to walk it out. And to have that impact on others in a way that honors him, right? And creates all the abundance and all the things that you are wanting for. Your hopes, your dreams, your desires are yours because they're God-given. Because I trust that you are a kingdom daughter that seeks him first, right? When we seek him first, all of his promises, talked about that the other day too. The Bible is full of if-then statements. We do these things, then these things become available to us, right? More about that in the challenge. Uh, The eighth is that you just need to try harder. I actually, (laughs) this analogy of trying harder or work harder, I am all about, like raise your hand if you are a woman that works hard, right? This is the distinction. Work hard on the right things. If you, let's relate this to our nutrition for a second, or diet is what you're probably most used to because society has told you that it's just, if you do this diet, then everything is going to be okay. You should have the body that you want and you should be able to just sustain this forever and always. Well, if the process itself is not something you see doing for the rest of your life, then the results that you might've gotten, even if you lost the 20, 30 pounds, of course, you're not going to sustain them if you're not like keto, you're going to stay on keto all the way through holidays. Most people, no, not me. I love my carbs. I love my ice cream. Like If you want to do that, that's totally cool. Not me. I want to be enjoying my things in moderation when I want to join them. And thankfully, I do. I get to eat what I want when I want and not worry about not guilt it and not feel sabotage. But that wasn't always my story. I want to teach you how to make it different. But that sense of well-being, oh, I'm sorry, the try harder. I got on a little bit of a challenge. Uh. You don't want to try harder at what you've already done that you know that doesn't work. That doesn't make a lot of sense, right? It's not that you need to try harder. It's not that you need more discipline on the things that don't work for you. It's finding the thing to apply the discipline that you have that is going to work, right? It's that marriage of what is what worked for one person doesn't necessarily mean it'll work for you, and it doesn't mean that you're wrong because it didn't work for you. Maybe it was the wrong solution. Maybe it was the wrong process. Maybe it was the wrong set of food protocols for what you need to truly thrive. So don't work harder at the things that you already know don't work for you. Makes no sense, right? But you don't know what you don't know. And sometimes we just need somebody to step in and say, like, hey, look at it this way, right? Shift that belief, right? You found some ways that didn't work which means you learned. You didn't fail as long as you learn from it and don't keep going back to it. So don't try harder at the things that you already know that don't work. Find a better way. All right? And of course, spoiler alert, let me help you. If you feel called to, find a better way. Why would you continue to do it on your own? Which kind of leads to the next one because a lot of times we're so driven, so successful in business and entrepreneurship and all of the things that we do those so well and or maybe you know, like most people do know the basics of how to fuel your body so you feel good, right? And the basics of moving so that you have some more energy and yet you're not implementing it. And yet you think you should be able to do it on your own. You know what I'm gonna say next because if you've been with me for a while, you've heard me say it before, but stop shoulding all over yourself you've been shitting all over yourself for how long the last year the last 2 years the last 5 years the last decade right so regardless of whether you think you should be able to do this on your own elevate your sense of well-being figure out how to get the body you desire feel out, have, figure out how to feel amazing in your skin figure out how to develop the habits and the protocols that fit your lifestyle even though you feel like you should be able to do it on your own, if you could, you already would've. So stop shooting all over yourself unless you wanna be in the same place that you are now, a year from now. And you get to answer that question. If you continue to say, I should be able to do this, or I will do this tomorrow, or when I figure out this, or next Monday I'll start and I'm gonna try this plan next. How many times have you repeated that same cycle and that same pattern? Why are you expecting a different result? So, with that, I'm going to invite you in to, if this is resonating with you, give me an amen in the comments and type kingdom fit below, right? Because I'm going to invite you to join the Becoming Kingdom Fit Challenge. The Becoming Kingdom Fit Challenge is a five day experience where I'm going to lay out the kingdom fit blueprint for elevating your health to. Maximize your potential. Those words are really specific, ladies, because elevating your health, your sense of well being, your own personal self care is the gateway. It is the door that opens the greatest extent of your potential. In the challenge, you're going to discover how to leverage biblical principles to elevate your health and mind, body, and spirit. It's a powerful opportunity and designed experience. Uh, especially for highly driven Christian women. I love all people where they're at. You heard me say I'm an atheist turned Jesus lover. I teach biblical principles. So whether or not you believe in Jesus or not, you are welcome to join us as long as you know that there's gonna be some scripture in it. And I'm gonna be referring to God because it's just who I am, right? For those of you that this is speaking to, you know that you're called for even more. And you know that you want to elevate your health and your overall sense of well-being. Because you already know, you already recognize that in order to fully access the even more that God has in store for you, that he's put in your heart, that it's time to prioritize your health and well-being so that you can access that. And this includes, like we talked about, that deepening of your personal relationship with God, caring for your body as it is the temple that he calls for us as his word says right and learning practically like how to integrate self-care and healthy habits into a busy daily routine right you are ready and more than capable of embracing a new level of transformation a deeper sustainable lasting transformation You also desire this connection with like-minded women, because maybe this is the first time that you've heard this type of message. Maybe this is the first time you've heard God's word tied to our overall sense of health and well-being, and you crave that connection with other women that are wanting to learn more, that are wanting to deepen and evolve in this way. You want the mentorship. You want the guidance. You understand that Immerse, immersion, right? So It's going to take a lot of time in the uh, five-day challenge. Uh, the sessions themselves are going to be about 90 minutes, right? And you know that that time is going to be well invest, invested because of what it's going to pay for, because of the shift you are going to experience as a result of being part of it. Give you a couple examples. One of the days we're going to talk about radiant sexy and empowered, embracing God's standard for your kingdom health. Another day we're gonna talk about unmasking the myths, discover the truth behind sustainable kingdom health and weight loss. So if that is for you, if this resonates, comment kingdom fit below, and I'll make sure that you get on the list. And I believe we covered everything. So I love you guys. Again, whether you're watching live or replay, comment below. Let me know um, what your biggest takeaway was from this event. And let me know that you're joining us for the upcoming challenge. Love you guys. Bye for now.